<laughs> we work so hard to get stronger, happier, more productive and successful. Don't forget the secret ingredient. Get grounded in play. Play grounding when it's time to get a life. Hello and welcome back to Playgrounding. This is Kara Stewart-Fortier and I'm still podcasting from the treehouse here at the Brewery Artist Complex here in LA. Well, it's been a while, you guys. Um, in this episode, first back for a few weeks, you'll be meeting Chris Kim. He's the podcaster responsible for the awesome storytelling show about the great city of Las Vegas. It's called Faces and Aces. Their show is, quote, our love letter to the city and the people who work in it. And wow, I was just recently interviewed for his podcast and the interview sparked a larger conversation offline. And I asked if we could share that conversation in my podcast. Um, so that's what you'll be getting to hear today. But first, um, Chris and I are both coming back from a little break. Um, for me, it's been about a month and for him, it's been six months and we hit that wall, you know, that sometimes we're faced with when a passion project or a hobby becomes work again. We both had to do some soul searching and decide how to move forward. This conversation is about how to start asking yourself the big question, why? Um, when it comes to our work or our play, especially when it comes to our work that becomes play. Oh, wait, no, other way around. Our play that becomes work. We would all love for our work to become play. Um, but the question always is in that circumstance, when our play becomes work, how do we keep it going? Um, and that's coming up in just a moment. But I kind of want to give you a little bit of background. Our conversation, the conversation with Chris is a little shorter than some of my previous episodes. So I thought I'd give you a little background on where I've been for the past month. It's been quite a roller coaster, and I feel bad for kind of dropping off the map, but it was it was it was necessary. It really was for a little while. Um, the last time I published, I was about to get on a plane for a trip to Berlin and Iceland. It was only going to be a week and a half trip. I already had episodes planned. Um, there was going to be no hiccup, but I had no idea what was in store. It was one of those trips that. Well, it was like medicine. This trip and some of the circumstances I'll share in just a moment, they made me stop and take a long, hard look at my life and what I'm doing with it. And I was already sort of in that mode with the podcast. I mean, this is the one year anniversary of Playgrounding. Yay. <laughs> but if this podcast were a business, which I try to treat it like that, um, this would be the time when I take a moment or two to like reevaluate what I'm doing, cut out the things that aren't working, start dreaming up new ideas to make it better. And that's exactly what I had been doing. I created a whole new tactical plan for the year, strategy documents, all of that. But deeper is where I needed to go. Um, after I got home from this trip, which was pretty fantastic, I decided to take some time to process the things that I had been learning. And I've had this episode in the can for a while, and you're going to hear it next week. It's with Stuart McMillan. He's the cartoonist who draws those long-form comics that are inspired by social issues. He's going to talk about two of his pieces that deal with studies on human behavior, and that's like Rat Park, which I've told you a million times about, um, and then another one called Deviants in the Dark. I'm really excited. We're going to dive deep on the role of play when it comes to addiction and human relationships. And I'm really glad that I waited to publish it because it's going to become part of a bigger picture that I'm seeing 
for the for the for the future of playgrounding this is what i want this is where i want to go i want to go deeper and that's partly because of what i was learning on the other side of the pond on that trip and what led up to all of this i went to berlin to participate in a burning man regional called burning bear um, and we were bussed out of berlin to a castle about two hours away where we spent the weekend with around 400 of our now closest friends um I could go on for hours about the things I experienced there. I mean, I reconnected with someone who was just a brief acquaintance, and now he's 100% my brother from another motherland. Yes, it's funny. I thought it was funny. Anyway, haha. Um, <laughs> and I met a woman. Um, I don't know when I'll get to see her again, um, but our time together was profound and beautiful. And I'm talking to you, Lazy. Um, we had such a great time together. I also really deepened my relationships with my husband and our friends who we were traveling with. And in the grand scheme, compared to the burn burn night at Black Rock City in, in, uh, at, you know, in Nevada, this was like a tiny little bonfire. It's like 400 people instead of 70,000. It was a, you know, fire that was maybe six to eight feet tall instead of, you know, several stories tall. But it was as meaningful as any burn night I've ever experienced in the desert. And except for the one where my husband now proposed to me back then. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, after a burning bear, we went to Iceland. And there, the focus wasn't so much on people and socializing. In fact, it was the very opposite. We went on a three-day tour to the middle of nowhere like absolute nowhere we saw rock formations I didn't know it could be real except maybe on like a movie set of a fantasy movie we hiked across a glacier I wore things on my feet called crampons and when my husband told me to put my crampons on I thought he was making some kind of like mean joke about the fact that I'd been in a bad mood and maybe never mind I won't go into that but anyway I got to walk on ice I got to walk behind waterfalls we got to see the northern lights unbelievable experience to get to go there and both of these adventures my time in Berlin and my time in Iceland they were beautiful and humbling experiences both just the interactions I got to have with other human beings at one and just with nature in the other um but I I just couldn't help but take a pause and reflect because the, the deeper context for me from all of this was that just before the trip and then immediately after I got home, our community lost two amazing people to suicide. And there were two totally unconnected events. And even though in both cases, I wasn't directly connected to either of the people who took their lives, um, a pretty large number of my friends were. And as I sat with them and I listened to their stories, absolutely nothing made any sense. Um, nothing. Uh, my father, who's now a retired minister, he spent his whole life comforting those who mourn. And I grew up thinking that I would be capable of doing the same, but witnessing mourning on that level, I mean, I was, I was just completely speechless. And, and please don't think that the quote unquote search for answers that I'm kind of looking to in this episode where I'm asking about these big why questions, that kind of thing. Please do not think that I'm looking for an answer to suicide. That is not what this is about. Um, this was a thing that sparked deeper questions for me. Suicide itself is unfathomable on any level. And the search for answers is just, it's unique to each particular situation. And these two are drastically different as is are probably many 
others. So I just want to make sure that you don't think that's what I'm doing here. Um, but my encounter was with a community in mourning. And that is what were the bookends to this amazing trip. I, I came home to more mourning and a brand new situation that led me to questions about why we do anything when we're faced with the world like with so much chaos in it, you know, whether it's senseless violence, um, dirty politics and or family strife in our own lives or, or in our, inside of ourselves, battles with anxiety, depression, illness. And in the case of my friends, deep, deep, deep fathoms of grief. And for me, I look at my life and say, why in the world am I focused on play? You know, why? And I know I've asked this question before, but this was like, this was a doozy. Um, why am I doing a podcast when I should be putting all my effort into so many other helpful things? Um, now my conversation with Chris does not necessarily go this deep, but I, what I'm trying to bring you into is just maybe an understanding of the underlying motive behind my questions, between my answers, looking for answers, you know, for my why I spent a lot of my life, and I, I don't ever really talk about this on here, but I thought that I would become a member of the clergy. Since I was a pretty much a teenager, I don't think I ever really questioned that. I That's a story for another time. Um, but I did grow up wanting to be part of an effort to show everyone how much they're loved. You know, that an effort that shows people their love, that helps people, that makes them feel encouraged and valued. And being a part of the clergy would have been a place where I could do that for a paycheck, but that's not part of the plan anymore for me. And for several years, many years, this has been difficult um, because finding a way to fulfill this lifelong quote unquote calling, if you can still call it that, while finding an actual career that pays you money, it's not so easy. There are actually support groups for people who are former clergy or people who thought they were going to be in the clergy and just don't know what to do with themselves now. Maybe we'll talk more about that someday, not today, but that's just more background on why I'm doing this. And long story short, and I'm sorry for the spoiler, but I've come out the other side of this process in this past month, determined to double down on the importance of play. I'm renewing my commitment to this podcast. I want to take the conversation deeper and invite more people to participate here on the playgrounding platform itself. I want to open it up. I want to make it more dynamic. I want to I want to share these conversations and bring in more voices. And I think I can start to do that um, at, by the two conferences I'm actually going to be attending. I'm leaving in three days, four days, for the Burning Man Global Leadership Conference in Oakland and the U.S. Play Coalition's Conference on the Value of Play in Clemson, South Carolina. I've been wanting to go to the Burning Man GLC for years. And, and at the Play Coalition's Conference, I'm going to get to meet my heroes in person. I'll finally get to meet Ryan Foy, who you heard uh, from a few episodes back, and a new friend, Brian Bristol, who you will be hearing from in the very near future. And so many more play experts and enthusiasts. I might even get to meet Stuart Brown himself. And I call him the godfather of play. I don't know if anybody else does, but I like that moniker for him. He's going to be one of the keynote speakers. And I plan to shake his hand. And maybe, maybe someday he'll be on my podcast. You know, a girl can dream. Um, so when I come home from these conferences, my hope is to bring home more stories, more resources, more voices, more ideas for you, and more ways you can participate and more ways for you to find play. And 
I know I skipped to the to the end of my whole like here's why I'm searching question and I told you where I've come out um, just because I don't want you to have any doubt through this conversation with Chris about where I stand and where I'm going um, and uh, the next two weeks down and I'm going to be filling up the coffers again with great interviews. It's been hard. Podcasting is not an easy thing. It If you're going to have a hobby... This one involves a lot of moving parts. It's like running a business. And I was warned. I listened to all the teachers and the podcasts on starting a podcast. So I knew what I was getting myself into and I do love it. But it does require you to continually find your motivation and your why to keep making those moving parts go. Um, so let's have this conversation get started it's time to talk with chris kim of faces and aces las vegas our conversation is about podcasting but it can be about any passion project whatever yours is um whatever is your passion your your play when it starts to become work because of your commitments to it about the if why and how we choose to keep going here you go Was yeah, it? we yeah, it was a roughly it's coming up on a year when yeah. we both went to that podcast get together. Yeah, and I was so excited because I just started my meetup, like my uh my podcast. So I guess this is kind of my anniversary. Um just trying Happy to anniversary. find anniversary. Thank you so much. Um yeah, and it was weird because I was super shy and there were some amazing people in the room that have just like had create like amazing things going on and I felt so little and oh it's just me with my silly little podcast um, but you made me feel very like no it's good you're out there you're doing it and I just appreciated that a lot so yeah well all of us podcasters have silly little podcasts yeah, unless you're well, Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla <laughs> oh yeah well you know we all want to be Ira Glass but yeah we just have to be ourselves well I have just had so much fun. I just got to be on your show. I just got to be interviewed for the first time ever um, about a crazy Las Vegas story that I had that is pretty weird, but I'm not going to tell it here, obviously, because that's for your podcast, not mine. <laughs> um, yeah, tell me you blew my mind. All the way through that story, <laughs> I, I wish we had video Skype going because I had the most <laughs> horrific look on my face through that whole story. <laughs> it's probably the look I had while I was in the cab and this is all going down. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. T tell a little bit about your podcast just to get us started. Um, well, I host a podcast called Faces and Aces Las Vegas. Hmm. And um, the premise of the podcast is I, I love to hear stories and some of the greatest funny, ridiculous stories come out of Las Vegas. And so I run around trying to find people to share their Vegas story on my <laughs> podcast, which is part of how I met you. Uh-huh. And uh, once I have the story, uh, that's the first part, first half of one episode. I will then, with the knowledge that I have from that story, head out to Vegas and try to find someone who is related to that story and I will pair it together. Mm -hmm. And so you shared a story about a cab ride that you took. And so I'm going to head out to Vegas and interview a cab driver and hear some of his interesting stories from his perspective. <laughs> That's such a great idea. Talk about a place with a lot of stories. Well, I mean, I love the allure of Vegas because it's, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Uh -huh. The tagline we have for our show is what happens in Vegas ends up on this podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, luckily mine wasn't too incriminating, you know, just, you know, 
Well, not for you. Yeah, (laughs) not for me. It wasn't incriminating for you. It may have been incriminating for your cab driver. The wish, no, at the time I was, no, no, you'll have to hear about this on his podcast. But (laughs) 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 that's been fun. And actually, like, one of the reasons it just seems so perfect as we were talking, because we all like, Vegas is synonymous with fun, right? I mean, that's, it's pretty much ubiquitous across the country when people think of Las Vegas. Unless you are in the event marketing world, where it's just a place where you have to go to work almost every other weekend. Um, But it's a fun, crazy place where people let down their hair, where they just go and do it. Like, what what made you want to have a podcast about Las Vegas? Yeah, well, I mean, just to touch on your comment, (laughs) um, a lot of people call Vegas adult Disneyland. Yep. It's a place where adults get to go and have fun. And um, I think my love for Vegas comes from the it, – it just feels free. Uh-huh. I don't know what it is about the city, but there's a freedom that I experience there that I don't experience at home here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it seems like there's a lot of restrictions on whether it be water use or where you can take your dog or this or that. And yeah. just when I go to Vegas, it seems like – <laughs> Hey, you want to drink on the street? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm not a I'm not a big drinker, but I like just knowing that that's an option. Yep, you can just kind of walk around. <laughs> yeah, and so there's a lot of freedom that I feel there, uh-huh. as well as there are so many things to do in the city. Most mm-hmm. people think of it as a gambling mecca or perhaps a food, maybe catch a show while you're there. Yeah. But there are so many odd and interesting things in the city and just outside of the city to do, and you know, whether if it's rock climbing, jumping off of a building, yeah. uh, zip lining across the city, um, shooting zombies with pellet guns. Uh, it's it, it's endless as to the number of things that you can do there outside of what you think of Vegas. Yeah. And you've, and you've been going for long enough that you actually know a lot of the things that a lot of other people don't know about what you can do there. Um, you said you, you make a new bucket list almost every time you go. Yeah, because because Vegas is such a constantly changing city, uh-huh. uh, there's always new things to experience there. So I know there's a new speedway uh, mm-hmm. where you can drive um, Lamborghinis, which I've never done before. And I haven't done it mostly because it's super expensive to do. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I would like to do that at some point. Or I would like to, uh, boy, what else is, uh, you know, have a deep fried Twinkie. What? Or yeah, they they have deep fried Twinkies in one huh. of the casinos, or they have you know so so there's just a huge buffet of things to do, as well as there are huge buffets. <laughs> well, yeah, not <laughs> like the I old enjoy. days though. Not like the old days back in the '90s when you could like pay six dollars and have prime rib, and it actually tasted kind of good. And now you have to pay about you know. 30 for something. Depending, but now yeah. you're paying, say, 30, 40 bucks for a buffet and the food is exquisite. And it's flown in that day kind of thing. Yeah. 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 No, so, it's, it's definitely yeah. gotten better. I just kind of miss the days when you brought in a big cup full of nickels. I thought that was fun, but apparently not everybody thought that was so fun. <laughs> but yeah, just the yeah. endless options. And that's how I'm able to just generate a new bucket list of things to do every time I go. That's really, really cool. Wow. Wow. So uh, your your podcast and my podcast definitely has something in common here. Um, being on the topic of play, but I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about something we have just kind of been discussing amongst ourselves. And that is that being a podcaster, this is my year anniversary. And mm-hmm. it's 
been a time of a lot of reflection because podcasting, I don't know if anyone out there realizes that podcasting isn't necessarily the most like lucrative endeavor you could, it's, and I've said several times, I do my podcast because I love it because it's fun. And you've said similar things. And I kind of want to talk about like, we've both been through little lulls here and there and coming back to it and coming back and the, the, the back and forth of what we go through when we're deciding whether to like put more effort into this. And, you know, I kind of want to go there a little bit, if that's okay. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, for me, I take a little bit of time. I get to the point where I'm like, I have to make this work. And, and everything that they tell you is like consistency is the most important thing. Over the past year, I've published about 30 episodes. Um, so I'm obviously not weekly, but every time I would not publish an episode. I feel horribly racked with guilt because I feel like no one's going to take me seriously now. I'm not a real podcaster. Or if I take a break, um, those kind of things. And then it's like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> like, what, right. what have you been through these kinds of things with your podcast? I mean, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I started the podcast with a couple of friends of mine, and it was fun to do for us to get around and sit and talk about Vegas every week, or uh, we come out every other week. Mm -hmm. And so it was fun to do, to just sit around and, and play and have fun. But then at a certain point, you know, if you're going to put something out into the world, you're curious to see how well it's being received. And so I started to obsess over the numbers a little bit yeah. and how do I grow the audience and, you know, how can I reach the most people? And, and the, it kind of started to shift from play to work. Yeah. And although that wasn't necessarily the reason why I stopped podcasting for six months and, and recently came back to it, mm -hmm. but it was something that I did have to consider when I was returning to you know, put out new episodes of the of this show. Why am I doing it? Because yeah. I didn't like the idea of every two weeks, you know, there was a it was like being on a treadmill that you can't get off of. No. Uh -uh. Because you don't want to let down the listening audience. Mm -hmm. Um but when I was coming back to do the show again. I thought, you know, I just want to take it back to fun and just let all the audience numbers go and just focus on having a good time and putting out a really good show. And since mm -hmm. coming back to podcasting with that approach, it's been so much fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just barely kind of, I, I hear what you're saying, but it's, I'm still scared. I still get nervous. I'm like, but then no one will ever listen again if I let it go one more week, you know, and, but that's not true. And I've, I'm starting to really realize how there's that weird line. You know, my mother was a quilter or is a quilter, um, but all my life growing up, I knew she loved to do different kinds of quilting and different kinds of embroidery. And I remember she did a class where she taught this embroidery and it became more work for her. And she lost the, it was no fun for her anymore. It wasn't a thing. You know, she was like, well, I don't want to do this embroidery anymore. I kind of, it, it got sucked out of me. The fun is gone as soon as something turns from hobby to work, then, you know, you're kind of stuck. Right. But, and, yeah. and I hear these people, these podcast people tell you, you have to run your podcast. It has to be consistent. Like, how do you just, yeah, it's finding that weird balance. <laughs> it reminds me of a story of a man who is uh, fishing and 
uh, another guy sees him fishing on the lake and the, the guy who's fishing is just relaxing, having a good time. And the man says, how are the fish biting? And the man who's fishing says, there, it's, this is the best spot in the world. And so the, the, the guy who came, came up starts thinking, wow, okay, well, um, have, have you, he says, have you thought about opening uh, a fishing uh, cannery here? Uh-huh. He says, um, okay, well, what, to what end? Well, so you could open a cannery so you could have a good business. Well, to what end? So you can make a lot of money. Okay, well, to what end? So you can, so you can relax and have a good time. And so you can go fishing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and so basically, you know, just, you know, <laughs> enjoy what it is. Don't get lost in the business uh, of it. Just have a good time doing it and appreciate it for what it is. Oh, my God. That's so good. You, my, my mind just kind of got blown a little bit because I've just been thinking lately about all the shoulds and the have tos and the to, to do's and things and and I'm one of those people that I just to do myself to death. Like, sorry, that sounded really <laughs> cheesy. I could probably write a song about that. Um, it would have to be a children's song. That's so bad. Um, but yeah, I I have the hardest time going on vacation. Like, I, every time I try to go to a, a place that requires me to put my phone away, like maybe a Vegas, the to do the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas thing. Like for me to shut it off and just have a good time. Or go to a burn. Like when I went to Berlin to go to the burn recently, I had the worst time. I was in the bus from Berlin to the castle still doing work. Most of it was volunteer work that I've been doing. Um, and on the phone outside the castle after we got in and having to get on the email server of the people there because there's no reception. I mean, I was that person. But I'm that, I'm that person every time. And I almost feel like there's some kind of feeling of validation you get from all this needing to do things but it's also really draining and really awful and and that to be able to get to the point where you can let go feels so good and then it's so easy for a lot of people maybe not everybody but to just go back and turn that like I did with podcasting into another job into another oh no now I have this huge to-do list around this thing that I started because I've always wanted to do it. And it sounds like so much fun. Um, yeah, I just turned it right back into work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, with podcasting, there are ways because there is some truth in consistency because, you know, if, if if someone is going to take the time to listen to the content that you're putting out, Mm -hmm. I I was racked with guilt and I, you know, apologized on my return episode because I left everybody hanging. I just disappeared basically. Yeah. No, but well, and I think the other thing that I've kind of realized coming out of that, even just for a few weeks, because like, well, if that's how it's going to feel and I still am, I'm kind of in a place where I'm looking at new career opportunities, that kind of thing. Like I may not always have the time to do all of this. And then it occurred to me, I built a platform and I did work really hard to do it and I had a lot of fun doing it. I think my next step is invite more people into play and Maybe because I've met so many great play experts and even just people who are inspiring to me, who are doing amazing things. I kind of had this idea to just make this a wider tent and ask more people for input and to not feel alone in it and just kind of just have some fun with a lot of other people and just maybe take all the pressure off of this one point and then maybe see if other people would be interested in joining me in this little adventure. Like that seemed like a you know, just in regular life, when you feel overwhelmed, the best thing you do is reach out to other people and, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I've found that through podcasting, I've met a lot of great people, including, including you. <laughs> and, um, there are, the podcasting community is so supportive of each other because we're all going through the same thing. Yeah. And I think without community for me, it, I had actually two different communities to fall back on. One mm -hmm. was the Vegas community and the other one was the, was a community on Twitter called Potter and family. Uh -huh. And both, both of them are podcasting communities. I was welcomed back and, you know, they understood why I was gone. And with the new episode, they were very, you know, nice in promoting my return. And, um, you know, it's people, it's getting out there and meeting people, which is actually why I started podcasting in the first place to, to get out there and meet people and hear yeah. stories. Yeah, me too. And I think of and I think of a, a show that came out for just a little while called Invisibilia. Um, I keep Invisibilia on my feed, even though they had a very short first season and never came back. I still have hope that I'll get to hear those two ladies come back into the podcast world again. Their quality that they had and the fun that they had and the stories that they brought meant enough to me that I I will be excited when they come back. And that's the part of it is when you start to feel that weird pressure is that you're your own worst critic most of the time and you only imagine what the worst people are going to do and that the worst thing that can happen is they just never listen to you again they just take you off their feed they don't care um stop following you everywhere well they're he's gone so there but really i think i want to try to like start thinking more about the people who have the best intentions you know, who maybe like the podcast and aren't going to completely give up on me and just think, hey, if you're out there, don't be mad. It's been a couple of weeks. I had some stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. And I miss you too. And I want to come back and I want to make this work um, and I yeah. want to keep bringing it. But maybe I need to sort of alter a little bit how I'm doing it so that I don't feel that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a hobby for both you and I, yes. neither of us have, or at least I know I don't have the illusion that this is going to take over and become my new job. Um, and if it's <laughs> going to be a hobby, it needs to be a fun hobby. Yes, exactly. Or we could yeah. both be aspiring. I want to be Krista Tippett when I grow up. I want to have like this amazing podcast out there in the world. But yeah. then I wake up and go, hello, puppy, let's make a podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you know, well, go ahead. What? Well, there's just a lot of work that goes into yeah. that. There's a lot of marketing you have to do on social media and you yeah. got to start a blog uh -huh. and, you know, maybe start a YouTube channel and oh, maybe it, all, all of that to what? To podcast. To podcast. And you know what? That's how much, but that's <laughs> the thing. That's how much fun it is that you would even put those things on your list and go, if I'm going to do this, it means we're going to do all of this too. You know, that this is what it's going to take. Well, it's that cool that I'm doing this for fun. Um, yeah. because, because we're yeah. in normal life. Would you get this opportunity? I, I wanted to back in marketing. I studied social media marketing and marketing for so long. And I was a part of the marketing world. I had got so close a couple of times to getting to do a podcast slash like video show thing. Um, but then always the companies I was working for were pretty conservative and they were like, Oh, that sounds a little too off the cuff. And that's just a little too weird. So I never got to do it. And when I was about to give up on marketing completely and I thought, you know, the one thing I never got to do was start a podcast. And so, I, yeah, I did do this for fun and I need to remember that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I think for me, I'm not really 
a performer. I just have a passion yeah. for talking about Vegas. And I thought maybe this will make interesting <laughs> content. But you know, which is why I never really got into YouTube and all those things to me just seem like a lot of work. And initially I was thinking, yeah, and I could grow this and do a YouTube channel and you know, get that Instagram going. You put out some really cool pictures yeah. and this and that. And and you know, honestly, I'm like I'm 45 years old. I think that's for a younger generation. It's just, it just ain't for, well. Okay, I don't know if it's for a younger just generation, but I know it ain't for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I played with it, not into it, and so I'm not going to do something that I don't enjoy. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, thank you. You know, I, I, I really struggled with the last couple of weeks thinking, well, I need to really start in earnest figuring out what my next steps in for a new career are and all these kinds of things. And I'm getting ready to go to these conferences in a couple, in a week, in a week and a half. And I just didn't really know where podcasting fit in. And you just reminded me just in this conversation, I was just, you know, not really Is expecting. Is it something you enjoy? Because yeah, because I really, really like it. That's my why. <laughs> That's what, And I feel yeah. like and I feel like in a lot of ways, what I've really been dealing with the past few weeks is in the past month, month and a half, um, two not close friends of mine, two, uh, the husband of a girl that I know, um, I know her, I don't know her husband well, and the brother of someone that I'm very, very close to committed suicide. Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's just, it's just been like it, the kind of thing that happens that if you're right in the middle of it, obviously it sends you into a complete tailspin. I've just watched this happen among my groups of friends who were very close to the husband as well of my friend. And it's just because I wasn't as close to either one of them, I've just been trying to comfort my friends. And it's it's one of those things where in business, we always talk about the why. We always come to these why questions. If you want to set goals, if you want to hear the word why over and over and over and over, listen to any podcast or any business advice between November and the end of January because they all want to help you with goal setting. You know, they all want to do all these things. Mm -hmm. And one of the mm -hmm. big things they say is don't ever forget your why. And usually your why has something to do with why you started your business, this and that. Um, but I think what I've really just been dealing with and – the stuff that happened I, while I was in on my vacation, while I was in Berlin and while I was in Iceland, I just sat there for the longest time just contemplating the why of life and just the really big, deeper questions. And when it comes right down to it, I feel like play is a conduit through to that. You know, if we can scrape, if we can scrape away all of the weird stuff that we pile on ourselves, all the necessities. Are we living for our jobs? Are we living for that why we start a business? You know, that not to get too deep and heavy, but it just feels like asking the why about a podcast because it's fun. If that's what I came down to after like weeks of agonizing <laughs> over that question, I'd really <laughs> like to think about other things in my life that way too. Now, why am I... Why am I living where I'm living? Why do I have a dog? Because I love her. You know, why do I, why am I married to this weirdo? Because I love him and he makes my life fantastic. And then it leads you straight into gratitude. You know, so asking the why on a bigger level either leads you to make a life change and don't do that thing or don't have that dog or I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like when we're really willing to scrape back the stuff that kind of matters less not that it doesn't matter that it matters less and we're willing to get down to it and ask those questions 
something either brings you joy or it doesn't. And if we're not filling our world with things that bring us joy on some level, if all we have is to-dos and work and things we have to do just because we make ourselves feel like we have to, then we're, we're leaving ourselves wide open to really sad thoughts and depression and anxiety and all those things that we talk about sometimes on this podcast that are kind of the antithesis of play. Um, so just the idea that we can take something that we did because it brought us so much joy and that our tendency is then to turn it into something that feels like such hard work and that really when it comes right back around to joy, it brings it that full circle just because we want to go fishing again. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, the one thing that I would add to that is if you can figure out, and I know kind of the big picture why, uh-huh. if you can figure out how to balance fun with responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, for example, the job that I have, I enjoy it very much. I'm lucky I'm a freelance graphic designer and I get to set my own hours and uh-huh. it affords me the ability because I'm freelance, I can take my laptop to Vegas and I, I'll drive out there and work all day in Vegas with my laptop. doesn't oh, matter where I am. That's the and, uh, and it's, it's just, and then I get to go out and have fun at night. And it's just finding that right balance of seeking out the fun, but making sure your responsibilities are taken care of. Absolutely. And and taking responsibility for things that you can handle, <laughs> putting yourself yes. in the place where you can. Wow. And you yes. know what? I mean, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, no. I just sometimes the, the thing that I keep hearing over and over is that that seeking money and influence are two of the least rewarding um, things that you can have be your answer to the question why. Um, that if those things are the number one on your list of reasons why you're doing anything, whether it be work or, you know, just for your normal life choices, those are some of the least rewarding. And those are the things that are, they're danger signs, they're red flags that you're leading, that you're going down a path that might make you not feel fulfilled, you know? And yeah, so being able to maybe choose something that might not pay as much, but that you're going to love to wake up in the morning, you know, those are... Those are the big questions. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and just to touch on a little bit something else that you, you made me think of uh-huh. is I know it's great to live a life of why not and of fill your life with yes. Yes. Open up to opportunities. Yes. But also it, it can be very liberating to add a sprink to sprinkle a little bit of no throughout here and there. Oh, absolutely. Just because I'm the type of person that wants to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to get taken advantage of a lot, especially living in L.A. Everyone is out here looking for how can you help me? Yes. And so I had to learn that hard lesson of saying, I'm sorry, no, this is not something that I'm interested in. Or no, I can't help you because my plate is too full. Yep. It's liberating. It's it so is liberating. liberating. <laughs> and, and, and I, you know, just kind of learning to have to deal with the guilt that I said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, we can get over that. It, oh, believe me, I'm the worst at it. Absolutely. Oh, me too. Me too. Yeah, I used to just fill my plate so full and uh-huh. just and spin so many plates that it would make me dizzy. And it wasn't until I learned to say no that I just, you know, I, I, I want to help you, buddy, but I can't because I have this going on. Yep. It's that it's that just because I can doesn't mean I owe anyone my doing it because I feel like that's where I would always come out is, but I have the ability to do that and that's what they need right now. So I should blah, blah, blah. And no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. just be discerning as be to who discerning. you say yes or Absolutely. no to. Absolutely. 
Yeah. Yep. Yeah, no, it's it's so important. And keeping something going like a podcast really makes you have to ask those questions every day. And yeah. And I wanted I, I've been reading this book about, you know, kind of why we make the decisions we make. I don't want to talk about it quite yet. I'd love to sort of do something with it later, but the the should statements that go through our minds every day. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. I've started just letting myself question each one of them. And it's a weird process to go through, just to sort of hear your thought processes go through. And it, it's, a, it's related to this why question. And my biggest, the last thing that I came back to was, why am I doing this podcast again? Why am I spending so much time? Why am I putting so much effort into something that it's not a job? It's not going to make any money. You know, it's very rare for a podcast to really make a lot of money. And even though it does, they have huge teams of people and lots of backers and funding and that kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad that I talked to you because this was all an internal conversation. This was all just something I've been running around with in my head. I don't know other podcasters. I met you a year ago. I haven't been to a podcast meetup since. But I just want to, again, shout out to the idea that we need to play with others. We need like just to be able to talk to other people doing similar things. And just because I talk to people in the play industry or the play world all the time doesn't mean I'm talking to people who are doing what I do, which is podcasting. Um, So I just kind of want to put it out there. Like if you're asking these questions and if you don't have answers yet, if you don't even know how to begin to ask these questions, go to (laughs) meetup.com, find people who are doing what you're doing. If I do things that you do, call me, text me, write me. You can get me on my website. You know, like, I just feel like it's so important for us to be reaching out to each other. And, and you know, even if we don't know each other yet, we have that one little thing in common that will open up this huge world. And, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate, I really appreciate you having me on your podcast. And for that leading to bigger conversations that made me say, hey, let's, let's get on mine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you and just so the listener knows, we have been going back and forth for about a year until a this year. finally happened. I know. Oh, <laughs> um, I know, right? It's yeah, I mean, we both of us just kept persevering, and yep. we just, you know, happened to just miss each other's emails here and there, and finally we got together, and it was the greatest <laughs> thing that we finally did. I and know. Yeah, that's one of the greatest. Again, one of the wonderful things about podcasting, you meet so many interesting people. And it's, it's been a, that's been the biggest reward that I've gotten from doing podcasting. It's not financial. It's the people that I've met. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so excited because I finally get to go and meet a lot of the people in person. I get to see people face to face that I've been talking to now for about six months. Yeah. (laughs) People I've had on the podcast that I've still never seen them. And I'm so excited and to make new friends to bring out there. So yeah, this is, it's been fun. Um, And I just I really, really appreciate your time. I know we've been on on, in conversation now for a little while and I should let you go to have dinner. And (laughs) but I just want to say apparently the police are coming for me, if you can hear that. Uh uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, I've just been a fan of your podcast as well and, and the philosophy of getting out there and playing and enjoying. I mean, it's I I. I don't know when I bought into it, but I do know that my life has been a lot more fulfilling when you let go of work mm-hmm. and focus more on play, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And one last thing, if you would just share what you shared with me about what you do every morning and how it makes you smell when you come home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, since we got a, uh, this puppy back in January as uh, part of the potty training, I've been taking her to the park every morning at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will typically spend an hour or two there just playing with her, playing with dogs and talking with the other people at the park and just having a good time and just – I mean, yeah, I come home smelling like poo <laughs> because I'm at a dog park and I have to burn my clothes afterwards. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I really should just invest in a whole bunch of paper outfits that I could just tear up and throw away. Hey, business but, idea right there. <laughs> <laughs> but just incorporating that play into my into the day, I find that I can – I used to have to take a nap in the afternoon just because I get up so early in the morning to start working because I have uh, East Coast clients that uh-huh. I have – you know, they, they get to work at 9, so I got to get to work at 6. Yeah. Um, and uh, you would take a little bit of a nap around 1 o'clock. But since starting this routine of taking the dog to the dog park and playing, I don't need to nap anymore. I'm just filled with so much energy when I come back and I could just power through the afternoon. Absolutely. There are some chemical reactions going on in there. You learn more about that on the Playgrounding podcast. But <laughs> no, I really no, I really love that because it's such an example. When we don't have time to go to Vegas, we don't have the money to do some of the really fantastic things that we could do. Um, we have the opportunity. To, you can go to the dog park and play with other people's dogs. You can, <laughs> don't do that with children. You'll get in trouble. Um, but, you know... It, <laughs> But I'm just saying it, it's, it's so accessible. And I'll and, and one more question: Do you take your phone and do you answer emails the whole time you're with the dog in the dog park? I take my phone just in case, and I will <laughs> occasionally check my email so I know what I'm in for yeah. when I get back to work. Yeah. Um, but I'm definitely not. Well, okay. And I will say this: I do have my phone out, and I'm recording some of the playing that's happening <gasps> at the dog park, so I can share that with my wife when she gets home from work. But that's a really noble reason to have your phone out. That's so sweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, it, yes, you're just in the moment there with your dog and you're even sharing the moment with your wife. That's really cool. So, yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing your inspiring, like just being an inspiring podcaster out there doing the good work and having fun doing it. And I'm just so glad I got to meet you. Oh, well, thanks for having me on and thank you for what you're doing because your podcast is so much more important than a majority of the podcasts out there because you're promoting a philosophy that will help people. Oh, thank you so much. But but seriously, Vegas obviously is part of that whole scheme because people seem to have an awful lot of fun out there. So yeah. Well, done, <laughs> done properly, you. done I... properly, Vegas can be a great time. Done Absolutely. improperly, <laughs> it can be a dangerous place. Yeah. Yeah, there's also there's that there's that, and you can also hear you can hear crazy amazing stories on Faces and Aces. Um, can you tell us where we can find you out there and get your podcast? Yeah, uh, well, our podcast is available in the usual places: Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Um, you can also find episodes of the podcast at our website, FacesAndAcesLV.com, as well as you can find me over on Twitter at FacesAndAcesLV. Awesome! Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Oh, thanks for having me on. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being a part of the Playgrounding community. Visit playgrounding.com slash 28 for a link to Chris's Faces and Aces Las Vegas podcast. I'm going to be on soon so you can hear my weird Vegas cab story. For those of you coming to the Burning Man Global Leadership Conference or the U.S. Play Coalition's Play Conference, I can't wait to see your actual faces in person. You better be ready for some serious hugs. See you soon.